Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Espinal. And joining me, as usual, it is my partner in crime, the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua Gangsta Time. Cool partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What's good, Chris? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Chilling. Chilling. <laughs> ready for a good... You seem you caught know. off guard by that question. Nah, man. I was... It's, it's going to be a solid week. That's all. Yeah. We might as well save all the thoughts when we get to the comics. All right. And uh, our uh, our invisible partner out in the out in the ether out there, it is a big news, Brian. What's up, nerds? Hello, friend. Uh, very excited for this week. We have uh, we have a full house of manga to talk about. We have everybody on deck for the first time. Uh, next week we'll be off. So very very sad about that. But let's enjoy it while we can uh, and get into plugs. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore thirty seven. That's on Instagram as well. Hell yeah, Brian. You can find me at b.esp on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you ever want to catch me when I'm streaming, you can find me at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Hell yeah. Um, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow us on Instagram, especially because we do a weekly really good chapter of the week poll for our audience where you guys get to voice your thoughts on what you thought was the best chapter this week uh the poll goes on every sunday when the chapters comes out usually so uh get on in there cast your vote and uh, we'll announce it on the show that follows it uh you can email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions anything else you want to talk to us about email us and uh, we'll probably read it on the show or comment below on any video that you're watching uh and we will surely respond to you uh surely Surely, leave us a five star review on. Surely, <laughs> leave us a five star review on iTunes. Uh, that would be super helpful. I'm trying to get higher up in the algorithm, more people can find us. That would be very appreciative if you could help us out with that. Uh, also, we're on Spotify, uh, Pandora, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on there, so get on it and uh, give us a subscribe on our YouTube. Smash that like button. You already know what to do. Share it with your friends. Let's. Uh, if you love the show, let's uh, spread it around a little bit. Spread the love. And uh, I think that's it uh, for the spoilers. Uh, wait, for the plugs. Spoiler alerts ahead. Let's get this show started. It is time to randomize. Hmm. One piece. Damn, I, was, I didn't get it. Yeah. Wrong. I was wrong. I mean, you had a, you had a good streak going. Uh, I didn't even do it last week. Yeah. I messed up. <laughs> uh, this is one. Anyways, this is One Piece chapter one thousand and eleven, the Code of Sweet Beans. Uh, opening up chapter with... RGC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly, same. Certified, certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Don't get me wrong, now, guys. This is a highly contested top three. Honestly, yeah, it's been a. It was a pretty good top four, even. I it was a overall good this week for all the manga that we cover usually, uh, but One Piece edges it out just a little bit for us, or for me and Josh at least. Uh, 
But let's get into the chapter proper. Uh, last we left off, Big Mom was separated from Kaido, and Luffy is basically electing to stay alone onto the top of Onigashima to face Kaido one-on-one. Uh, we start off with Kid and Eustace just staring off into the distance as Big Mom is charging this new ultimate attack. Uh, and she mentions it because this looks like it's supposed to be uh, Prometheus, but... She, it apparently the name looks like it changed because she says it's time to test you out show me your power Hera and, I'm mm. like, hmm. and as we know like last last time One Piece was here uh, I believe Prometheus had like a little idea of his own so this must be it he must have gone up a level uh, and have become Hera because this lightning bolt has lipstick on and the whole, it looks like I think she just no, created I, it yeah, really? I think she created yeah, yeah. a new one. Oh, because yeah, yeah. uh, Zeus Zeus got locked up in in Kid's box, so she didn't have um, Theme punk box. she didn't have a cloud to help her to save her. So she probably created Hera as like a temporary replacement that could possibly be stronger. Hmm, that's interesting. I mean, we saw last week that uh, Prometheus saved her. She was just riding on fire, essentially, but. Yeah, she was. Yeah, Prometheus saved her, but then remember, he asked my big mom a favor. I yeah, think yeah. he asked for a lightning girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he I mean, does hate. He does hate. It uh, is. I, I'm Zeus. guessing it's females. Like you said, it's got lipstick. There's hearts at the end of the lines. I mean, just. Yeah. Am I assuming? Am I doing something? Am I ignorant? No, that makes total sense. Um, I mean, let it's me interesting. see what Hera's the god of. I think she's like the god of marriage or something, or god the goddess of family or something. Hmm. Oh man, we're see. all assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? We're she's, gonna get Zag. No, no. I'm just saying, like, oh, we're about so, to get right. She stop. So it. if you're, if it would stop. make sense, because she could be like Hera's. She could be Zeus's wife, essentially. Yeah. So Zeus, being free from the box now, he's gonna come and reunite with his wife. I guess. Well, in any case, it's interesting that Big Mom can just cash create like a whole new, incredibly powerful homie. Cause... Yeah, where'd she take the souls from? Did she have them tucked away in her pocket or something? No, Prometheus, uh, Napoleon, and Zeus are all made from chunks of her soul. So, so she used the chunk of her soul to create something new. Whoa. Yeah. Didn't I mean, she take like 30 years off her life or something like that? I don't know. I don't know if these things have like a real price on Big Mom's life itself. but I, They, it they gotta give us an actual breakdown, man. I feel like they did already. They didn't. But I need it again. They didn't give like a full 100%. Like we know fairly what Big Mom's capable of. Uh she can steal souls, she can steal portions of souls, she can transfer souls through between things, she can give things life. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But in any case, I feel like we're going to get more explanation later. But she uses this ultimate technique full Gora right on Killer and Kid as they're trying to escape. They knew immediately, to be fair, like credit to Kid and and Killer for not being like, let's let's just go after her. <laughs> they saw she was charging yeah. up something new, and they were like, oh fuck this. Uh, so they went off, and after yeah. she, because I thought they died. Yeah, I mean, the next page kind of gives you an indication that they died because the next page, uh, Zeus is freed out of the steampunk uh, steam steampunk box, and he's like, whoa, whoa, that was crazy. Anyway, I'm gonna go save Mama, and then he flies off to go find Big Mom. Uh. And at that point, <laughs> Law goes over to Zoro, and uh, he's like, all right, I got to take care of this cloud. And he tells Luffy that he's leaving, and he's taking everything else with him. Uh, 
Luffy's like, all right, that's what I asked for. Uh, this, uh, the, yeah, it's all he ever wanted, honestly. Yeah. Uh, at that moment, that's when uh, Kaido starts to get up and go, whoa, I can tell you're enjoying yourself. The more precarious the situation, the bigger your smile. Luffy's hype, and so is Kaido. Because they're like, yeah, yeah, man, Kaido's super excited too. Yeah. <laughs> they soup, man. They're having a time of their lives. I don't think, I think Luffy remembers the samurais, but he doesn't remember all of the people that's sick and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he, he barely remembers the samurais right now. If exactly. you ask him, why are you here? He would just say to beat up Kaido. Basically. I'm, I'm very confident. Yeah. But uh, then they go off and they have a hockey, supreme hockey match. They continue their match together. As we cut over to the third floor. Where... Hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait, what? Yeah, I got something to say, too. This middle panel here where they're clashing mm-hmm. gives me strong white beard uh, uh, Roger vibes. Yeah. Yeah. The same thing happened with them when they for, when they clashed on this island as well. Where so maybe this off. is just an indication of like, you know, uh, I feel like this is Luffy's induction into like becoming the uh, an emperor for reals this time oh yeah oh yeah like this yeah. is I his mean, induction this this clash right here look what he's doing he's putting his foot in sandal against iron or <laughs> spiked bat no it's not even connected kaido has gotta be i don't know man I don't I, know, exactly exactly son uh, the, sense- the boldness <laughs> yeah the well little do you know josh every hispanic parent knows that a, uh-huh. a sandal is the strongest weapon there is you got it. <laughs> uh, but in any case, we cut over to the third floor where Kaido, where it turns out Kid and Killer actually survived. Uh, they're just like, whoa, that was crazy. Where are we? Um, and uh, they don't really have a lot of time to regroup. They just run off uh, and try to stop Kaido, uh, Big Mom from teaming up with Kaido again. But they are interrupted by a fucking fed known as Hawkins. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> he pulls. He's up. a rat. Yeah, Easter. rat. Fish. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking soy boy ass straw <laughs> straw dude. Yeah, he came in. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna face both of you at the same time." His plaid pants are whack, for real. And they got ruffles at the end of them. I know Oda did that shit on purpose. He did. Yeah, not nobody- like to be like, "Oh, this is lit." Right? No. <laughs> no. They give us Nobody, a target. They say easy target. Hate this guy. Nobody can convince me otherwise. Fucking Hawkins is that corny ass fucking uh character in in a game. You know what I mean? Like he's that corny ass fighting game character that people cheese when they bring him <laughs> out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, that's the definition of his of his power. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, he he goes off and he's like, I well, first of all, kid calls him a traitor. He's like, "Oh, so you come to fucking fight, finish us all, huh, traitor?" And Bats was like, "Hey, I wasn't the only one who betrayed you. I was also betrayed by Apu." So, you know, everything everything sucks. All I did was avoid a fight that I was certain I would lose. Uh, mm. And Killer's like, "You know what, uh, kid? You go on. I'll deal with this trash." Which is funny because like he's like a captain, and kids and Killer's like, "Yeah, he's not." He's not yeah, he's just yeah, go ahead, bro. Let me sh- <laughs> let me smack this shit out of homeboy real quick. Yeah, I'm excited for that, honestly. Yo, because he's t- he's he he 
And he's really talking down to them. Like, come on, bro. Even your even your power is some soft shit where you you avoid death because you so your so your and your crewmates die as a result. That's some yeah. That's some do. foul shit, oh, man. All right, I'm not opening up that that door again. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, Kid goes off to fight Big Mom, which is cool. I uh, it would be cool to get like a one on one Kid versus Big Mom fight. I think that would be sick because he's like the one directly under Luffy. Uh, even before when like the bounties were first shown, Kid was like at the top. Luffy was second. I'm excited about that. What? What's your? What's that look? What? You don't believe <laughs> your boy's gonna get smoked? <laughs> Fuck is you talking about? <laughs> No, dude. Kid is going to learn. No, no they have to yeah, stop maybe, doing Kid know. Dirty. They have to stop doing Kid they Dirty. Do. Because this guy, he's supposed to be a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's like the number one of the supernovas. Like, this dude is not anymore, coming in. But, well, not anymore. But, like, he was. He has to show that he's, like, he's he's a contender, you know? Like, he's a contender in this world. I feel like if Kid just keeps getting fucking ragdolled, like... His his place in the world is just gonna get significantly weaker. Ah, uh, yeah, I think he's gonna have a good fight with Big Mom, and maybe Law Law and Zoro will come in and help him finish it. Uh, I think my theory is Luffy and Kid are gonna lose their fights, their one v ones. That's what I. That's how I think, I think so? it's gonna end. I don't and know. then Zoro's gonna come back and and cut stomp, both, of them. both of them. This one, this will no longer be one. That's piece. my theory. It will just be about Zoro from here on out. That's a good theory to have. It sounds it sounds legit, but yeah, uh, nah, kid, he's just cleaning up. He's cleaning up with with a captain. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Killer and kid, uh, Killer and Hawkins are about to square off, and we cut over to the second floor where Page One is basically already on top of Usopp and Nami, uh, and Usopp's just trying to get him the fuck off. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like a comedic exchange for a while where uh, him and Nami are just doing these like futile attacks on him uh usopp is like aim for the weak spots the temple jaw the adam's apple and the solar plexus eyeballs nostrils i was like damn Damn, man man. (laughs) however he is a dinosaur yeah he cannot be so i guess that shit doesn't work against (laughs) and what do i know right i mean do dinosaurs have adam's apples that you can even strike bro I, <laughs> I don't know. Brian, Google search that. Do do dinosaurs have Adam's apples? Uh, and Maybe do, the males do. Dinosaurs. I don't think Ulti does. In the meantime. Uh, wow, that's actually a question that people Googled. Yes! I'm not crazy. But there is no answer. There's no answer. <laughs> question. People have yeah, Googled I would imagine it. Because people never no had answer. dinosaurs before. But... Yeah, man. Probably just haven't figured that out yet. The mysteries of the world only ever expand. Mm. Um, Meanwhile, Otama is like, come on, Komachi, you're almost there. And basically the plan is so they can get to the stage in the open area so that um, uh, Otama can basically give a command to everybody that Horse Lena has fed her dumplings to because Smile users are under the same influences that animals are when it comes to these mind-controlling dumplings that Otama mm-hmm. gives off. So if they could just get to her, to to that square, she could give them a command and immediately turn like half of Kaido's numbers against him, uh, which is pretty sick. <laughs> uh, 
how that power worked out. And um, yeah, she basically says, like, as long as I can do that, I don't care what happens to me. And uh, Nami and Usopp are like, are you crazy? No, we're here to protect you. <laughs> and uh, Usopp decides to nut up and is like, all right, whatever. It's time for me to stop being a gag character and get serious. And he uses uh, the firework flowers and manages to get page one off of them. And then he. Oh, shit. And he continues to nuke them. <laughs> he continues to nuke him with these exploding pine cones. Uh, pine cone bombs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Hit him up with several, too. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, how do you like them cones? Uh, at that moment, moment uh, page one seems to be okay. He, he That hurt. You could see it like in that little bubble. He's wheezing. And he's going, hock. So <laughs> it hurt him. It was good for Usopp. Um, and, uh, yeah, Usopp's like, damn, he's so tough. And, uh, they, they turn a corner and who's waiting for them at the end of the corner is fucking big mom. Just come, just calling out for kid. Uh, I like this for whatever reason. I really like how this panel's drawn. I love what Oda does with scale. Like, yes, the larger than life. He is the master of larger than life. Yeah. I mean, everybody is scaled. So it, it gives like a weird depth. To the art, uh, huge fan of it, and you see, like, um, Prometheus is normal. Where is Hera? Yeah, hmm. it's not a full on reveal yet. That's fair, you know, a fair point. Maybe she, she's out, she had her, she had Hera in her right hand, so yeah, 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 sure. You know, she's tagging along right behind, maybe, you know? yeah, maybe she'll, she'll pull up, yeah, well, yeah, she'll pull up. Okay, so she spots Usopp and um, and Nami, and he's like. Oh, your Straw Hats crew, and they got shook immediately. <laughs> but luckily, mm-hmm. Otama's there, and Otama, if you don't remember, back when uh, Big Mom had amnesia, uh, she was she met Otama and Chopper, and they basically treated her real nice, um, you know. And she's got a she's got a little soft spot for Otama, especially since she's a child, and apparently Big Mom has a weakness for children, uh, mm. which makes sense. She's only ever killed her adult children, so. Uh, so i guess that's fair uh so yeah she's just basically being super nice she's like oh my god thank you for your help why what are you doing here in such a dangerous place um and uh otama's like oh my god you remember and she's like how could i forget how everybody took care of me back at okobe okobore and you know okobore okobore and treated Okobori. me real nice. And Otama's like, oh, that Okobore town is not there anymore. Kaido, the people said the lied and said they ate all the food they gave to the samurai before the big raid. So Kaido's followers burned it to the ground. And Big Mom just gets so fucking upset because she remembers how Otsuru, who is Kinemon's wife, uh, treated her really nice and fed her uh, Oshiruko. And, you know, all that. And she then goes like, Kaido's followers to that? To a town that's so nice to me? As she's, like, getting fucking pissed off. Page one starts to attack Usopp and Nami. But that's when Big Mom turns around and is like, don't you know that even in the cruel world of pirates, there is a code of honor? And she blasts this dude's neck it's literally oh she punches him right in the neck dude, oh my god right in the adam's apple <laughs> right yeah. in the dinosaur's yeah. adam's apple dude oh my god let me tell you this this is the most i don't, I haven't seen many neck punches in my life but this has got <laughs> to be 
one of the greatest that's ever been done because it was a critical hit. She punched this dude's <laughs> neck into a forty-five degree angle. <laughs> she just. <laughs> the hell no. <laughs> oh, I got V. I'm telling you. I feel like Oda literally took like a ruler and drew forty-five degrees as a reference to how hard. The 45 degree neck punch just blam with the Ryu Say hockey, the Ryu O hockey too. If you see the <laughs> space, she called them, she called them clowns. <laughs> she punched she punched the inside of this dude's throat too. Yeah, no, you're right, Brian. If she's using the Ryu O hockey, then it hit him inside the throat. He didn't even, he didn't even scream. Wait, he couldn't even yell. Like he didn't even see any of his bubble for you for yelling because he couldn't. Yo, dude, page one will it's never over. Speak. All that is gone. Yeah, page one's I, gonna speak like he has smoker's lung for like the rest of his life. If I get this, a few months from now. Yeah, for real. Uh, he's not gonna be talking for a while. Yeah, he's out. Um, and in the last tiny few panels, uh. Everybody's like, page one. And uh, we see that uh, Zeus notices that mom, where Big Mom is. And in the last panel, we see uh, Ulti witnessing this entire event and just kind of shook because I feel like she doesn't really know what to do at this point. Where she's like, Am I really going to do something against Big Mom right now? Or am I going to let this slide? But. It's basically with a I'm letting it slide. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see nothing. Personally. I'm not telling nobody that I saw anything. I am walking. I'm the going way. the other direction and going to fight other people. Yeah, I'm like, oh, uh, what's Frankie up to? I'm gonna go fight him. Yeah, let's 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 get into that. Yeah, that's basically where the chapter ends. Uh, the situation is getting so fucking hectic. Yeah, I mean it's so fun. I mean it's One Piece is getting into gear. It's very fun. I I don't know what's going to happen for me with Big Mom. I guess, like, everybody's going to converge on this point. Uh, maybe Ulti is going to take on Nami or Nami and Usopp because page one is probably out for the rest of the arc after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I I bet money on that. <laughs> for uh, sure, for sure. But, yeah. His I'm... fault for fucking starting at page one when he should be on chapter 1011. <laughs> He's on page one of One Piece. I don't know, man. He's a, he's, a he's just not a character anymore. That's it. Just forget. He's a plot. He's that he's that romance dawn right now. That fucking neck is all the way back in the fucking One Piece one shot, bro. <laughs> it's the beginning of the series. Uh, I don't know, man. I, this was such a fun chapter. One thing I noticed, I, I mentioned this in like our little group chat where we talked about it, but I feel like this chapter goes to serve how like. There are certain traits within all the Yonko or the four emperors that Luffy kind of uh, inhabits in one way or another. Uh, and there's like, there seems to be like a general, tra- there's general traits that make someone great in this world. And Luffy has like traits in common with Kaido and Big Mom that are, are interesting to, to, to think about. Because in, if we look at like what his little exchange with Kaido early in the chapter with his like, smiling no matter how precarious the situation is and link that to kind of how Kaido is always looking to die. So yeah, he's so no matter how bad the situation is, he's always excited and, and not really afraid. And we go back to big mom really taking a being very 
very quick to retaliate against uh, on people's behalfs if they treated him well. Uh, it's kind of nice. It's kind of an interesting way to tackle your villains, and it really prevent, presents like a dark mirror to Luffy's best attributes uh, throughout the series. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, and otherwise, this chapter is just fun as fuck. I, I love this one so much. But that's all I have to say about it. You guys have any thoughts? I'm just wondering how Gear 5 is going to have the the Conqueror's Hockey added to it. You know what I mean? Like, how's that going to affect the Gear 5th design? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I have no idea. I don't know. Just give me Gear 5 already. I just want Gear 5 already. <laughs> what I'm trying to say. We hear you, Brian. Stop beating around the bush. You know you. We'll all take it. We all know it's coming. So give it to us now. Yeah. So stop playing, Oda. <laughs> I feel like Taking we're going to get... Breaks. I hope we're going to get like maybe two or three fights before like we cut back to the rooftop and Luffy's like, all right, it's time for me to go Gear 5. Um. Using this form cuts off 50 years from my lifespan. <laughs> yeah, I feel no like... No problem. Yeah, Luffy has given up probably like 50 years of his life at this point. Oh, Kaido probably loves it. <laughs> I wish I had a technique that literally took away years from my life. Watch. I, I'm calling it right now. As when, Luffy when, when Luffy inevitably beats his face in with a million punches, you know, Gatlin style, and Kaido's doing that self-reflection, you know what I'm saying? As his skull gets bashed in, ah. he's going to be like, damn, I wish you were my son. <laughs> but instead, I ended up being your son. That's what's gonna happen. I don't think Oda's gonna say it word for word, but you did hear it here first. <laughs> All right. Could you imagine if, like, just as Luffy is about to land the finishing blow on Kaido, Luffy just dies from from all the years that he was fucking removed from his life? <laughs> and Zoro <laughs> like, finishes him the off. Moment that it's over. He's due. Yeah. Yeah. The Grim Reaper just taps his shoulder like... No, no, no. It's, it's going to be Ryuk. Ryuk shows up. He's like, you, this is the price you paid for getting the Shinigami eyes. <laughs> I told you I was going to be the one to write your name in the death note. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Great chapter, though. Um, Give me that Adam's apple. <laughs> Give me your Adam's apple. Uh, <laughs> you guys ready to move on? Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's go. It's time to randomize. <laughs> this is Black Clover. At least I got this one right. Yeah. You said you thought it was going to be Black Clover second. Yeah. Um, well, you already know what time it is. This is the audience. This is the audience voted RGC. Certified, Certified RGC. <laughs> oh, wow. This is a really good Certified chapter, though. I'll say that. Obviously, it wasn't. Holy guacamole. It wasn't capital T H E R G C, right? Yeah. I think this chapter and the chapter before, I could see the argument because this was a pretty cool one. Uh, So, yeah, this is uh, Black Clover, chapter 291 A Duel with a Distant Inferior. Uh, Please make your way to page two, top panel. (laughs) What? What? You love it, bro. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, it's love fine. It, it's fine. I do love it. I mean, you know. Uh, we, that. We open. <laughs> we open up where we last left off. Uh, Asta, with the help of Noct, has disintegrated <coughs> this new uh, this new demon villain. 
and uh, he's being whisked away because we don't know for sure if no he did die he did he did aren't they already dead What's... no who said that they said they die they're devils in hell right is that not how it works are they not jesuit do you say jesuit <laughs> yeah i did man that was just the first uh religious term that <laughs> i came actually don't head. know what, what it means uh but yeah i don't know if they're jesuit or <laughs> I feel like that's the wrong way to use the word, but I feel like I know what you probably, mean. Probably, yeah. But in any case, probably. I guess we'll find out if they're Jesuit or not. But until then, uh, the next page, uh, yeah, everybody's like, oh, well, Noct is like, wow, good job. You fucking did it, you idiot. Soon did it. And uh, Asta's like, I knew it, Vice Captain Noct. You really are a lot like Captain Yami. I don't know. I feel like that's a weird way, a weird sense to say after the sentence that was just told to you. But is it because, like, I guess Yami would also call him a, a, an idiot? Fair. Um, but yeah, they basically are. Uh, Asta says that he won't be able to use uh, Union again for another 30 minutes. So that takes him out of the game for a little bit. Um, and uh, Noct basically figures, like, all right, so the Dark Good Side... Good news, guys. What? He's going to be out of the game for, like, 30 minutes. That's <laughs> at least two chapters. <laughs> That's <laughs> at least a chapter and a half. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, that was yeah. literally okay. the last time. He was out for a chapter and a half. We'll see. Um, we'll see. All right, so they really have... They're trying to, like, weigh their options as to see what uh, what to do next. Uh, they either have to go after the Dark Triad or go after Morris, who is causing the gates to be opened a little faster. So, you know, even if Union isn't an option, anti-magic is bound to be useful. So right now, the worst situation is, and we cut over to Dante, who's just being a dick. <laughs> he's getting slashed. Yo, it's so funny, man, his face. Yeah. I don't know if he's playing with him. He's just like, ah! Ah! <laughs> 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 uh, or is it that he's really getting like like he's really like getting cut and supposed to be dying yeah, but but he he he's, he's like no 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 i'm all right i'm all right he has the other attribute he has is healing right or is it gravity because i remember like he heals i remember his shit has something to do with healing himself with gravity Somehow? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. He can heal his body. Yeah. It's kind of whack. I remember that. Yeah, so he's just like trolling Jack the Ripper at this point, where Jack's like, uh, I will. I'm going to slash you. And like, you've been slashing him, bro. It's not working. I don't know what else you want. Uh, and he's like, thank you for entertaining me. I will end you spectacularly. And right before Ooh. he does so, uh, Ash just appears creating like a smoke screen kind of sorta and through the fucking ash comes through an exploding fireball blows up Dante from the fucking waist up and I mean he it doesn't really hurt him at all he's just like whoa at all he's literally mm -hmm. just standing like what what just happened and oh man he catches the only attitude yeah. and at that moment through the ashes uh, comes Magna and Zora. Very excited about it. Yeah, finally we see Zora. Yeah, it's been a while. He he has he has a different mask on. Usually it was just mm -hmm. like this little mummy thing, but now it's like a straight up mask. Uh, yeah. 
it's good to see Zora. He's probably one of my favorite characters in this series overall. Um, and so is Magnet, to be fair. But yeah, he comes <laughs> in like, yo. Uh, <laughs> and Dante, yeah, gets immediately pissed off. His face is just like, ugh. Nobody's like, you shouldn't even be here. Like, what? Is this your support? Oh. Like, come on. This ain't funny. <laughs> this isn't entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Your support is this Yankee? Right? That's like the term for, like, gangster. And... Oh, okay. Right? Um, but, yeah, he's like, ah, you're... he's looking down pretty hard on them. He's like, ah, your magic oh, isn't yeah. stronger than mine. Your magic's too low. Anti-magic is the only thing that can really stop me. So, you know, I don't, there's no point in me fighting you guys at all. And Magna's like, don't get, don't get the wrong idea, pal. I'm taking you down myself. Um, and Dante responds by putting out his whole aura, <laughs> which gives, which gives Magna flashbacks to when he was training. Uh, we don't get to see necessarily what he did tra- training. We just know that he's very stressed back in the day. Um, and I guess. Oh no, he was watching Yami get. Smoked. <laughs> oh, really? Damn. Yeah, man. They were just and in the Zora was trying to stop him from going. He was just like, "Yeah, you're just gonna die, or, 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 you know what I'm saying, or get in their way." Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, um, he literally says that word for word. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, and Magna just kind of like laments over not being able to save Yami, but we cut over to the present, and he fires off a fireball again with more confidence. It explodes on Dante that doesn't hurt him so very much. But then, all of a sudden, a rune appears right over this dude's chest. Hey. And a chain just flies out over to Magna, to Magna, connecting them both. Uh, Dante's like, a chain? What's this? And at that moment, that's when like the demon form goes way down. And he's like, whoa, I'm no longer at 100%. Uh, and... Yeah, at that moment, it's like, whoa, this is half? There's no way a peasant like me could squeeze out magic like this. That's why I came up with this spell. And he makes, like, fire brass knuckles. And just whacks this dude, right? (laughs) Like, socks him in the fucking jaw. A lot of great punches this week in Jump, honestly. This is a pretty good one. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is up there, man. Yeah, just lays one on him. And, uh... Yeah, Dante's surprised because this attack actually hurts him. And uh, Magna explains that the runes and the chains is that he he puts his magic and Dante's magic together and then he splits it in half. So both of them are working. That is so fucking dope. Yeah, puts them at each of them at 50% of their power. Uh, And he said, this is how I fight with you ultimate types. Magna swing of the Black Bulls is going to crush you. And that's where the chapter ends. Uh, yeah, pretty that was really cool. cool. That was that was pretty creative. It was it was it's different because it's Magna, which you would assume he would just do some type of iron move, but that you know that's that's been played so much mm-hmm. in the series. So this was super duper refreshing, you know. Yeah. And it's nice to see him and Zora working together. I guess because clearly they wasn't going to beat any of these guys on their own. I don't think I think it would have been really weird. Yeah, if, if that had been the case. And they're a good pair, you know? They're both, like, delinquent types. Yeah, the delinquent duo. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I thought this uh, attack was very creative as well. It felt like it had, like, a little bit of a strategic value in it. 
um, which was very cool. Uh, the only thing that's interesting is that how much is fifty cent fifty uh, percent of Dante's power stronger than Magna's fifty percent? You know, uh, it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like they'll go into that next week, of course. But it's interesting. I really liked it. It's uh, it's very cool to come out of Magna, like Josh said, um, who's more of like a beat em up type of guy. Good to see him in place. Yeah, like anyway. So yeah, yeah. Very, very excited for next week. Uh, but yeah, that's all I gotta say. Just an action chapter. A lot of cool character development for Magna. I have no complaints. Nice. <laughs> but I don't know. That's all I gotta say. You guys ready to move on? Yep. All right. Let's randomize. Uh, my hero academia let's go this is my hero academia chapter 310 masters and pupil color page Mm. uh which i thought was pretty cool very nice yeah it's been a while one piece oh sorry had a pretty cool color page too oh yeah for sure they both had really great color pages i like my heroes like their little one page Color pages because they always look like the cover of an American comic. Yeah, yeah, it literally looks like uh, like the like the like how Marvel comics look right now. Actually, mm-hmm. even down to the fact that as a they went to that retro look, as a little doing a retro as look well. recently. Yeah, I know. I always love that. This, yeah, this is like they they he did this a lot in the beginning. Yeah, you should do this more. It's really cool. Um, yeah, man, I miss it. Yeah, number 310. Holy shit, we've come a long way, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. Uh, we start off in uh, the dead of night. Uh, there seems to be a battle going on it, w- amongst civilians with their uh, with their gear. And this one uh, person with, a, with some kind of weird fox-type quirk, like mythical fox-type quirk. Um, and they're just attacking her, thinking that she's a villain. Um it's not looking good for her. They they end up like they blast a super blast at her. And, yeah, this is. Uh, that's when your boy Deku comes through, slides in, and kicks that shit into oblivion. Uh, and he loops around on this lamppost, and he pleads with everybody to calm down. And he knows that it's a dark and stormy night, but this woman is not a threat to anyone. Um, and they run off saying that. Well, she wouldn't. She shouldn't wander around in the dark looking like that. As that's fucked up. She doesn't even look dangerous. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a consistent thing. Uh, I thought this was very interesting because you know we we already it's already been established that people with her type of quirk, which are like transformative, or I know they have a word for it, but transformative is the one I remember where, like you know, it's like people like Spinner who get discriminated against. Uh, yeah. Because they they basically wear their quirk twenty four seven and they look different from everybody else, um, very X Men and you know, uh, yeah, it's like they're mutants almost. But. Yeah, basically. But yeah, she explains that you know she was slow to evacuate, and she thought that she'd stay home and wait for it to blow over, and it didn't get much better. People started getting hurt, so she decided to run off to take sh- shelter at a hero school, and shit turned sour real fast. This cute little moment where Deku floats up and gives her an umbrella um, and floats off, assuring her that basically everything's going to be okay, that he's going to make it right. Uh, At that point, All Might pulls up in his sick whip, 
Uh, Gee, yeah, <laughs> holy shit! I guess being the number one hero had its perks, huh? Yeah, I I keep forgetting. This looks like the Batmobile, bro. It's interesting. I forget how. Isn't that how... the isn't that the the fucking best genius mobile? That's interesting. I think it is. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Either way, it has fibers in it. <laughs> it's made out of denim. Oh wow! Is it? Yeah, no, it's not made out of denim. But the seats inside, maybe. Oh, for sure. I got this denim interior. Denim interior. <laughs> <laughs> denim on denim. Yeah. I respect it. You think that would be uncomfortable? The denim interior? You can't ever wear white in that car. No. <laughs> All that blue will rub off. For sure. Yeah. So, you know, as All Might pulls up to help this lady, uh, she gives uh, Deku some ramen, you know? It's like, keep your spirits up. Here's some tonkatsu. And um, Deku gives him a, a sweet little thank you with his funny little eyes underneath the scary mask. Um, Under the scary ripped up mask. Yeah. And he he goes off to, I guess, this tower in Tokyo where, you know, he's, he gets a visage of uh, Black Whip talking to him. is like, everything's gone way dark, dude. It's, we're back in the dark times. You know, and he explains that, Thanks. you know, we were... We still don't have any leads on anybody. The authorities don't have the manpower to deal with anybody. Um, and with All for One's uh, quirk planted into Shigaraki, he was too strong for us, even with Aizawa's help. Mm. Um, so, yeah, basically, Deck was like, unless I draw full pow- one for all's pr- full power, I can't stop any of this. And he flashes back into uh, the talk that he had inside the one for all realm. And uh, we cut back to the conversation we were having before where uh, the original One for All uh, talks to the second and third users as they stand uh, on the wall. Bakugo and Red Riot. <laughs> uh, uh, Tentatively. Well, well, guess what? Uh, I guess theory probably dispelled because this is probably easily not them. Uh, but in any case, she, he's basically, I implore you, my heroes. He needs your help. And in the meantime, Black Whip yells at Deku to get more familiar with the other quirks, which is uh, probably why he has like a little bit more familiar familiarity with it now and yeah. knows them a little better. He had some time to practice within himself. Um, these the third all for one user as uh, one for all user explains that at the height of they lived through the shittiest time ever to have in this in this quirk era, um, and. You know, he had misgivings about the, their leader, who was the second user, looks like it. Uh, he had yeah. misgivings about the future, and he 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 gathered all allies and fought. Um, and yeah, it, it just didn't work out. He just lost so many people uh, in that ensuing battle. He gathered so many people, but it didn't work in the process. Uh, because back in the day, it was way more serious. Like, if you, di- if you fought, it means you either lived or died. Uh, yeah. So, and now he's like, now you tell us that you want us to devote our efforts to a boy who wants to save our mortal enemy. Um, yeah, he feels some kind of way about that. Yeah. Uh, Yoichi then mentions like a ridiculous delusion. That's a sad way to see it. Well, then tell me this knowing that I had ties to your mortal enemy, why did you reach out to me? And we cut over to like kind of a visage of the past where. This door is apparently the door that they found uh, Yoichi in in the beginning. Uh, so, 
that explains that, that that explains a little bit more of the past where it looks like Yoichi was holed up in this place, captured by one for all, or all for one, mm-hmm. and they in I guess in a mission to you know raid all for one's place, they found him, um, and he reached out. Uh, so yeah, I mean he Yoichi basically says this is like you obviously have hope for a peaceful future. You know, you have it in you if you reached out to me. So, you know, help him out. And, yeah, he's like, can this boy really bring an end to all of this? And he's basically like, yes, uh, one for all emerged from the will to resist my brother. But the moment you reached out your hand to me was when all one for all was truly born. And we cut to the end of the chapter where Deku is standing amongst... Uh, and eating is like a uh, bento box where the other visages of one for all uh, show up and say things are bound to move really quickly from here on out, including the second and the third users. And Deku takes a bite out of his rice ball and says, right. That's where the chapter ends. Uh, thoughts, Josh? <laughs> well, first of all, this is a um, this is a solid chapter. I like that um, we got a little bit more insight into the other users. Um, that literally could still be Bakugo. He <laughs> could have changed his name, and he might be went to the past, and he knew to save the first. I'm just yeah, saying, the theory's still Bakugo. alive. I don't know yeah, about Red That's Riot, definitely Bakugo, though. guys. Hmm. That's definitely Bakugo. Look at him. I don't know what you're about. Even the way he talks. Hmm. See? He yeah. wasn't ready to just accept it. He does have gauntlets on his arm. And he has the gauntlets. Honestly, that just solidifies it. I know the second guy isn't Kirishima, though. It can't be. I don't think it's Kirishima. No, that, no that's definitely Kirishima, dude. He, he doesn't have the sharp teeth. So, he just changed his hairstyle. Yeah, he just definitely just changed his hairstyle. He style. doesn't have sharp no. teeth. Maybe he just flattened his teeth out for the time <laughs> travel, you know? So nobody would really know it's him. Well, when Midoriya unlocks the new um, abilities in the next chapter that comes out, both at the same time and matches them within one chapter and then moves on to the next <laughs> epic fight, um... Well, you know, we're going to be able to see for sure what the quirks are and what he passes down. And obviously, when he's shooting out explosions and he's hardening, we're going to know yeah, that the I theory mean, hey, is correct. I'm willing to see where it goes. I'm willing to see if he actually does all of that in one single chapter. <laughs> I just feel like we joke all the time about saying, oh, these guys are listening to the podcast, right? Like these authors, like, yeah, okay, sure. But... I feel like, I don't know, I felt spited on this last page. I felt like like this author was being petty and shice to me directly. <laughs> well, how so? Now, but I, I, well, they said things are bound to move more quickly from here on out. <laughs> he's, just, he's just pressing your buttons in all the wrong so ways. So one, one must ask, <laughs> uh, how do you move faster than the speed of light? <laughs> We're going to find out in two weeks. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I now nah, yeah. let me stop. I love this chapter. And I'm I, I'm actually really excited to see what these two quirks are, I, and I really hope he doesn't learn them in one chapter. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure he'll display them in one chapter. I don't think he has like 100 percent mastery out of most of them. I would say maybe he has like black whip down pretty down pat. I want him to learn these new ones as he's fighting new guy. I, th- I yeah, kind of want him I to think- train a little bit and then learn on the fly as well, right? Mm-hmm. I think at least the leader's quirk is probably going to be more more uh, 
it probably lends itself more to combat. It's probably not just going to be like a regular utility. It's his explosive quirk. It's Bakugo. Yes, it, we know it's going to be an offensive quirk for sure, a combat-based one, since that is Bakugo. Yes. And we know sure. his his quirk is confirmed already. Kirishima's, on the other hand, can technically count as support. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, I thought this had like a lot of like little cute moments. I really liked that part in the beginning. It was nice, you know? That little part with the umbrella, well, it was like a little heartwarming moment for me. Uh, you know what? Actually, I-, I had a nitpick, and I wanted to wait to say some positive things before I, I like came off as a hater or something. But I really believe that that scene, and, and on the topic of mutants, right? Or whatever, like how, how, like how X-Men is. I think that scene would have been a lot more effective if they made it like a scary, like a wolf looking person. Like that was like a obviously harmless looking, you know what I'm saying? Like person, at least from mm-hmm. our point of view, I think it would have been more effective had it been someone that actually looked scary mm-hmm. and Midoriya was able to come in and save. And maybe even if he looked and said, oh man, it looks like it's about to be a, a big fight and then kind of like broke it up anyway. And, you know, seeing that they were mistaken because mm-hmm. he looks a certain... I don't know. Um, I guess that perhaps that's a little cliche, but I feel like it's just super relevant, and it's it's just it's it's a message that still needs to be said today, in you know this day and age. Yeah, I feel like things may appear a certain way, and but you know you you have to use caution and think. I feel like she'll come back. You know, there's a lot of thought put into her design. I'm not saying that she'll be like a super relevant character or anything, but I feel like this won't be the last we see of her. Uh, yeah, and I I don't think that this scene shows up because it it won't have any, I guess, precedence over the future. I guess this is more to press that like it's gotten even worse. You know, like when yeah. the chip goes down and society crumbles, do people's biases extend further? And like you know, how how uh, how much stronger do those biases become? Uh, it's an interesting display you know a little uh, a little building on the idea that was presented with spinner uh but no yeah you can i I think you have a point where conversely you could say that even in her in her like like maybe he exaggerated how harmless she appeared to show how bad things are right now like that's how they're just that hostile yeah that they see anybody and it's and the people and they are you know these are people using equipment which means that they're quirkless so they're it's just an easy target for someone that obviously has a quirk where they don't. So you're right. And so I guess that was effective. That was, that was well thought. bro. Yeah. Um, lots of little subtle things. Uh, I, my hero academia, I feel like is in a very building period right now. Well, as a, as a few series are in all honesty. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. It's, it sucks that manga is going to be off next week. Uh, because yeah. you know everything's been like pretty consistently good uh, over the last couple weeks at least. So yeah, uh, I don't I don't have anything more to say. Very excited for my Hero Academia. Uh, you guys ready to move on? All right, it is time to wait a minute, Brian. Move is this your RGC or not? You didn't say. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, think... it's RGC. <laughs> yeah. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. What's second place, Ryan? One Piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My 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 my. Hmm. 
I would say I know my hero academia is in the top three. I don't know if it's second place though, because I'm not really sure what my second place is. Yeah. Yeah, I would say this is probably my second place, but that's all I gotta say about it though. Ready to move on for real this time. Then that's randomized. I hope he turns his sword into some gu 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 guns. Cable. Uh well, the Xbox in general, but starting with cable, we only have two this week. Um this is cable number ten. Uh, I, th- I could be wrong, but I think I heard somewhere that cable is like ending in a couple weeks. But that not. I think the next issue is the last. I thought it was twelve, but yeah, I would imagine they're gonna give it to yeah. It might cross issues. into the gala maybe, and that was probably gonna be the last one. But I don't know. In any hmm. case, this is cable number ten. Um, All right, hold on, hold on. Can we can we take a look at the um the 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 cover? Yeah. Do you see Grown Man Cable's struggle face? Yeah. This artist is so good at showing rough, grizzly <laughs> struggle face. <laughs> like, like, I can tell he's, he's going through something rough. Even look at the, look at this guy in the back. Yeah, I mean, look at all the, the creases and the. Yeah, man, this guy's good. Yeah, Phil Noto, dude, he's uh, he's great. Um, but. Yeah, this is uh, cable number ten. It starts off with a pretty cool quote up top. More important is how, than how you kill cable is when you kill cable, and this is ancient mm. strife proverb from the future. Because um, as we know, the last couple issues of Cable, he's been going up against his future clone man, known as Strife. Uh, and uh, we we open this issue with Cable just standing outside of the uh, House of X where he just like pulls a grenade pin and uh Emma Frost appears behind him and is like hey there are easier ways to get exiled forever than attacking the house of x uh explain yourself and cable says like hey i i'm i this is just knockout gas that would have knocked out Xavier i'm here for cerebro because i'm trying to get the other guy back and by that he means his uh his older self he's trying to resurrect uh, old cable, which he killed a few years ago at this point. Uh, and he explains that, you know, strife is back and causing a whole ton of trouble. Um, and uh, he, he just asks in frustration, is like, why did apocalypse do this to me? Because apocalypse is the one who cloned him and created strife in the first place. And uh, Emma is basically like to make you stronger. That's what apocalypse does. It's like survival of the finish type shit. Uh, and strife is only serving uh, strife's only fucking purpose in life is to be a whetstone upon where you and your family will be sharpened um so a whetstone wet, a whetstone uh, he was a whetstone <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah she goes I was like you're off you're the son of the great captain of Krakoa so go talk to him <laughs> and, and have him help you out um, Cable asks about Esme and uh, she explains like yeah she's pissed at you for just leaving her on a boat not too long ago so you know fix that soon and yeah the the scene ends with Xavier just like watching them from afar going hello hmm hmm <laughs> like, like aren't you one of the strongest telepaths in it <laughs> can't ever you, can't you tell didn't you hear that whole situation hmm. with your mind yeah, I don't know. That was a weird moment. 
But in any case, we cut over to Cyclops, who's getting his uh, me- measurements for his suit for the Hellfire Gala coming up. Because uh, that's crossing over to everything. Every X-Book in the last three weeks has had a scene where someone's getting measured by Jumbo Carnation uh, <laughs> and getting their fashion on. Uh, but yeah, that's when Cable shows up and explains that hey, so can we talk? And uh, Cyclops is like, yeah, come with me. We'll we'll walk and talk. And uh, I like how you can see Earth in the background. Earth? Oh, yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Because, uh, yeah, they're on the moon. Yeah. Uh, they walk through a Krakoan gate, and they end up in London because it turns out that uh, the citizens of Araco are just aggro as fuck. <laughs> they just want to fight all the time. Uh, so they go to London and just fuck shit up because that's their nature at this point. They're used to just being in wartime all the time, 24-7. Uh, so they're just going to cause trouble at this bar and Cyclops takes Cable along to uh, to ease the situation a little better. Um, so they arrive there. They've fucked up the entire bar, and they're basically just drinking for free. There's a little fight scene that ensues between them uh, as they try to get the situation under control. Uh, Cable knocks out one of them, and uh, Cyclops eye beams the fuck out of the other. Um, so, you know, after the whole situation is uh, is complete, they start uh, talking to each other about bringing back old Cable, and Cyclops is like, no, his time is over. It's your time, you know? Um, He's like, I'm trying to... And Cyclops has been trying to get Cable to to nominate himself to be part of the X-Men vote that's been going on. Uh, And the winner of that audience vote for the X-Men is actually Polaris, which is like, damn it. She's already in a few books. Yeah, right. That I guess they're gonna just take her out of uh, X uh, X Factor. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like she worked better in X Factor. I liked her in X Factor. I wish Marrow could have gotten it. Marrow's cool. Yeah, right. Marrow's pretty dope, and she's a new character that could have been fleshed out. I mean, like, no, I know she's been written before, but she's just she just has so much more potential. Yeah, give us Kimi Marrow. You know, excited. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um, but yeah, basically Cyclops is like, no, um, we get this big ass explanation page as to like the status of K of cables. Um, what is it? Gray Malkin station. Uh, after that cable, after cable was killed, the station kind of just sits in AI waiting for cable to return, I guess, because it it's aware that there's still a cable out there. You know, so yeah, but young Cable has been unable to find the Gray Malcolm station, so I guess that's kind of the gist of this issue. Um, we then cut over to another time, another place, as we've every issue seems to have end of Cable with the old Cable going through some shit. <laughs> I don't know where he's at, but uh, he, last we saw him, he fell through a hole, and it turns out he lo- it looked like he's in hell, literally, where yeah. He's just sitting there, like, getting woken up by these demons. And this demon is like, wake up. The boss wants to chat. And he's like, oh, well, I've been awake this whole time. 
I'm guessing you guys don't have any possums in this motherfucker. I guess that's the name. That's the girl's word to use. If you did, you might find might have done a better job of pacifying me. Searching my robot hound and found the light of Galador, which is the sword that Young Cable currently possesses. Yeah. So is that Young Cable, but old? I don't know. There's a difference between Young Old Cable and Old Cable. Yeah. And Young Cable. And Young Old. And Strife. And strange. There's a lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. But that basically the end is he decapitates one of these demons and he's like, I'm gonna kill the rest of you. And um Yeah. Uh I don't know, cable Cable's okay, but it's not like it's this and Wolverine. They're the only like solo titles in all of the X books. Every X book is about a team. And I don't know, both X-Men, and uh, both Cable and Wolverine feel a bit aimless to a degree. Um, like, I don't know where it fits in the overall story of Krakoa. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's not it's not bad at all. It's just... He's going through his own situation. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you this. I, I think I mentioned it before, but this book does... I, 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 it may sound weird, but I feel like this book was supposed to be some type of slice of life type of situation <laughs> with with some ongoing plot. And it really was supposed to just kind of show, like, the Scott family. Because it's, it's Teen Cable, you know? So mm-hmm. maybe that's why it's ending, because they're like, oh, okay, let's just kind of get things going. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, IDK. IDK either. I feel like every Cable book has been about him trying to take down Strife, but also... He's had like seven different side missions as well. Yes. So that's why it feels kind of like jumbled and it doesn't have like a, a, a straight through line. You know, there's like filler moments in every Cable book where he does some one-off thing with a random person from Cable's past. Um, yeah. Although I did like the issue with him and, and Deadpool for whatever reason. I mean, Yeah, course, that was funny. They're the duo, you know? Like they're the homies, so it was interesting to see that dynamic. But yeah, uh, I'm not sad. I'm not. Un- I'm. I'm kind of bummed that it's ending relatively soon. I wish that it had gotten off its feet a little faster. But that's all I got to say about Cable. And with that being said, I think we should move on to our second X book, New Mutants. Uh, this is New Mutants number seventeen. Uh, there's a lot going. Man, on you want to talk about art? Oh my goodness, man! Yeah. Uh, this, Ron, there's, Ron a, there's a lot happening in this book, but it's like the art translates that too because there's a lot happening like in the panels and it's so jumbled. And yo, all right, listen, before we even read forward, I, I had a hard, I have a hard time reading some of these new mutant um uh books and more specifically like these more recent ones when they've been in other world because it's been so trippy and shit. But then I just kind of realized that I don't have to read it in this kind of box type of viewpoint. Like you can, I can kind of just read it and experience the panels and, you know, read the text and then go read it again and maybe like experience, you know, like I feel like these type of, I have to remember with American comics, I, I really feel like there's a lot of value you can get out of reading these more times than one. Yeah, which is kind of a shame because I more times than not I end up reading the manga more like maybe two or even three times. Yeah, but that's mostly because we do the podcast later in the week, and you know, it's like five days ago I read the manga. Yeah, so. yeah, we have more time with manga. I 
I agree because I I felt like I liked this issue a lot more the second time around. Uh, like, well, well let's get into it. Uh, we open up with Wolf. Yeah, yeah. In one of the storylines, there's three storylines in this issue alone where we start. Yeah. With- with this Wolfsbane, uh, she's been missing her son. She's been trying to get her her supposedly dead son in front of the queue for resurrection. Although Ronnie been... Rain <laughs> Rain Ron Ron, uh, and as it turns out, it might be that Ron is alive. Uh, right? That no, that's not her son's name. But whatever. Uh, okay. Her sons her sons may be alive somewhere, and she doesn't know where. Uh, so, you know, she's just kind of sulking because she doesn't know what to do. And that's when the Shadow King emerges and he's like, Wolfsbane, I've come to help you, basically. He's like, I know what you feel like. I lost my father. And ever since then, I, I was just alone in the world when I needed him most. All alone in the dark and the shadows had teeth. So, yeah, he really just gets into her sweet side. Just basically like, I'm, I'm a changed man. You know, ever I want to believe he's here to help, and it's just not the case. Yeah, I mean, I know it's not. I hate to judge by appearances, but this man looks evil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just oozes with evil. His whole swag, everything. He can't help it. The red, come on, the red shades. He looks like King even when he was showed his eyes, and it looked like he was trying to be genuine. He still looked like he was scheming. Yeah, I mean, somehow the fez and the pencil mustache makes him look more like an evil kingpin. Like an even more evil kingpin. <laughs> it's it's yeah. kind of crazy. But yeah. I'm sure he's done way more damage than kingpins ever done anyway. For sure. But he's basically like appealing to her as like, I'm a changed man. Ever since I was brought over to Krakoa, everybody said that, you know, this is a place for all mutants. And I'm taking that to heart. I'm trying to help people now. So come with me and you can help these children that I'm helping as well. So yeah, they they go off together, uh, and we cut over to uh, Otherworld, where last we left off there, it was uh, Moonstar and Jean, I forget her, uh, Karma, they basically went off into Otherworld because of one of their own, uh, one of the kids that they've been teaching has run off into Otherworld, just running away from home, and they're trying to retrieve them, because if you die in Otherworld as a mutant, you probably won't be coming back. People who die there get their resurrections corrupted by some random force we don't know about yet. Uh, that's what I've heard. <laughs> that's what I heard. Um, and in uh, in their attempts to go save uh, this kid, they get captured by Merlin. And this informational yeah. page says that they basically struck a deal with Merlin that their crimes would be forgiven uh, in exchange for them going over to uh, Roma, Roma Regina to reclaim a stolen vessel by the Lady Roma. So they got to go into Roma Regina and steal something from uh, his daughter, apparently, uh, Lady Roma. Uh, and, you know, they go in. Uh, they get caught by guards, but they fight them off. Um, unt- and in the meantime, back at the nest in Krakoa, uh, no girl and her group of friends here have been just kind of experimenting with ways to get no girl back into uh, a normal body because her mutant powers have disfigured her to a degree. After Danny refused to go to uh, to battle with her, you know, to resurrect her and give her a normal body again, mm-hmm. um, they try to use this new concept that they've learned from uh, the New Mutants, 
which is to uh, combine their powers together to achieve something more. Uh, and they're testing out conscious, uh, consciousness exchange between, you know, the power of Cosmar and, uh, and no girl. Uh, their experiment with a Krakoan flower kind of works, but they can't, it, it doesn't work in the end. Um, and they figure that maybe uh, their experiments would work better with a actual body as opposed to, you know, plant life or whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you this. I don't think there's anything malicious there with this stuff. I think it's cool that they're experimenting. I don't think so Even either. though... Huh? I don't think so either. Yeah. I think it's just kind of dangerous because you never know what will happen. Like your fucking whole consciousness gets trapped in a flower uh, forever. So that was kind of dangerous. But... In any case, we cut back to Otherworld where uh, Moonstar and Karma are caught stealing this vessel from Lady Roma. And, you know, she's she's basically explaining like, oh, this thing doesn't even, this isn't even anything. <laughs> you know, like uh, my father told you was magic. This is literally just a vase that I took from him on my way out. But you can have it. And she makes a deal with them that they'll give, th- that she'll give him give them the vessel she stole in exchange for them coming to her whenever she needs a favor, no questions asked. So, yeah, that works out. Uh, they get sent back home. Uh, and meanwhile, one of the young mutants uh, goes over to visit uh, Laura's uh, sister. I forget her name. Um, um, We just said her name the other day. I know. Last time we... I don't know. Young Wolverine girl. Young Wolverine clone girl. Oh, God, we're horrible, man. Come on. (laughs) Brian, could you please? Yeah. You hit us up with a nice Google. X23's little sister. No, not X23's clone sister. Um, Sister. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of mutants. (laughs) Gout. Gout? A scout. 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 Gabrielle Kennedy. Yeah, Gabrielle. Okay. Thank you, Brian. Um, so. Mini Vereen. Mini Vereen, is that one of her names? No, I just came up with that one. Okay. Um, so basically, this kid shows up and um, he's he goes over to um, to Gabby and asks, uh, I was uh, wondering if you knew anything about the body farm. And uh, this is an X Factor. Uh, Prodigy has been gathering corpses of mutants so he could experiment uh, on them. <laughs> the first thing she says, like, yeah, I know about it. That's the place that they said don't mess with it at all. So. <laughs> the first thing she says. And he's yeah. like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, so about that, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, she basically, he basically explains, like, hey, we want to take some one of the bodies and, uh, you know, go off and use them to try and help no girl get a real body. And she's like, I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, first of all, it's someone else's body that you're ta- you're taking. Uh, and you don't really know what you're doing. So it could be, it could go wrong in a bunch of different ways. And, you know, they, they get into a screaming match with each other because this guy is coming from a place of like, yeah, well you could pass for a normal person. So you can, you don't, you don't understand what it feels to be like me or no girl who are just kind of stuck in these bodies. And um, <laughs> they say her I name. I can't really. Like, yeah. 
And um, yeah, she tries to talk him down, but it doesn't work. He he storms off. Uh, and we cut over to a country in the other world known as Savalith, where the mutant that Moonstar and Karma are looking for is on a rooftop or something, um, getting some stuff from some guy. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's when Moonstar and Karma show up and they're like, we found you. You need to come with me. And uh, basically the mutant explains, it's cool. Uh, the guy's, the mutant's name is Josh. He's basically like, it's cool. Um, this guy didn't do anything to me. I'm here of my own uh, volition. Uh, and she's ba- and uh, they basically say, hey, we're here to take you home. And he's like, uh, no, thank you. I want to stay here. Um, and they explain, he's like, yo, you could die here. And if you die here, you will never come back. And she's like, so? Like, I mean, yeah, isn't that... Isn't that what normally happens? (laughs) 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 Isn't that regular shit? Uh, And he explains, you know, back when he was when he was in uh, New Jersey, uh, when he was a kid, you know, he was part of a family that was quote unquote liberal as long as it isn't us family. Um, And as soon as he started to change into his mutant form, he was getting abused, and he was kicked out of his house. and in Krakoa, even, he felt like he didn't really belong because, you know, he's all used to, he he's used to being persecuted that they push things too far in the opposite direction, going so hard at being special. And he's like, I don't want to be I special. See. I just want to be me. I just want to be Josh, you know? And he's like, in this place, nobody really looks at me twice, you know, like nobody notices that I look weird or anything. So, yeah, basically, he's happy here, and uh, he also says, like, look, I'll make you a deal. I'll check in with you guys once a month, and you know what? I'm actually doing performing a service for uh, Krakoa. I'm going to stay here in Otherworld and uh, map it, chart it for us, you know? And he has, like, basically an instant gate to Otherworld, uh, not not to Otherworld, to Avalon, so he can always come back whenever he wants. Uh, and, yeah. They basically agree. They let him stay. Uh, so uh, they they come back over to Krakoa and they start talking about Karma's brother, who is also, I guess, dead. But also his consciousness is trapped in, within Karma. So basically they talk about how to get him back. And Karma's big plan is to participate in the Crucible. And she asks Danny to be her partner in the Crucible. Um, much like No Girl did. I guess Moonstar is very popular <laughs> to get the uh, the Crucible treatment. Um, can't anybody sign up for it? It looked like Lost just got to the island and then it was already getting Yeah, slowed. no, anybody can do it, but you have you have to choose a partner to do it with you. Um, so, you know, she asked Danny. And it's kind of like, so I guess it's supposedly an honor to be asked to to be the partner to do it, to get somebody their mutant ability back. Uh, but yeah, the choice is yours and who you want to fight and who you want to participate in the Crucible with you. You have to get a participant, essentially. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's where the issue ends. Uh, I, I Again, I felt like I read this issue twice and I liked it a lot better the second time. There's a lot going on in New Mutants. I almost forgot. It was much. fun and it was, it was thought-provoking. Mm-hmm. Um, the art was stellar. The stuff was... With the stuff with the Shadow King is just super. Like this has just been a slow burn type thing. Yeah, 
Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I feel like they're going about it in a cool way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, th- this this was my VGI, I guess, of the two. <laughs> Certified VGI. And yeah, I guess. Like, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, me too. Um, Certified VGI. I guess in I guess like I do have to get into the habit of kind of reading these twice sometimes. Just because there is a lot of information being relayed to us here. A lot of stuff happens in American comics in general. So, you know, sometimes I miss some stuff. New Mutants was not one of my favorite books, but I feel like I understood it a little better after this one. Uh, but those are the X-Books. Uh, I don't got nothing else to say. You guys, you ready to move on? Yeah, I'm, re- yeah, I'm ready. Um, um, X-Books, thank you. Hell yeah. Let's go. Till next week with the gather. Uh Undead Unluck. Nice. This was a solid chapter too, man. Yeah. Alright. I think it's one piece. Oh man, it's real close. I'll say my her academia. Then it's like Oh, the rest of the three are tied for third place, yo. Hmm. Honestly. Honestly. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. I agree. Um, it's it. This is a great chapter. Uh, this is chapter sixty-one. Interest. Um, we cut back. We last we left off. Uh, Fang Shen's old teacher has reintroduced himself into the plot, and he is the one fighting them over the uh, UMA known as Summer. Um, Uma. Uma. And uh, yeah, last we saw. Uh, Andy just laid on a super punch on him, which he caught and was like, Jinkai. And that is where we begin. Um, Jinkai. Jinkai. Uh, and basically, uh, he he's like, uh, he's a martial arts master. Uh, so, you know, he's like, uh, Andy's not really afraid. He's just like, let's go for it. Uh, Fuko pulls off her glove so she could give him some unluck, uh, and uh, they fight for they fight for a little bit. Uh, Andy tries to use his deep crescent moon, and uh, Fang blocks it with his cool nunchaku. And uh, yeah, he basically like flips off their sword and uh, and his nunchaku, and they decide to fight one on one, hand to hand combat. Uh, Fucking Andy twists up his arms like ten times over, and just starts to try to lay on a bunch of hits on him, but Fang dodges all of them because he is the greatest. Um, and he just like steps, he just stomps the shit out of Andy's foot, um, and uh, just starts hitting him and these, I guess, these bones, these pressure points in his bones. His, yeah, he starts using the 64 palms. Yeah, he blasts off Andy's joints. Just like, Bleh! Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the fight just continues. It's like, you only negate things directly to link to death. Bleeding and aging fall into that category. And if you consider a small laceration leading to tetanus, your regeneration also makes sense. But what about something that doesn't cause bleeding, like a dislocation? Mm. That's interesting. That's a good... Yeah, that's a good point. He can only heal shit if it's fatal. Um, That's really cool. Um, Like, one of the best things about Dead Unluck is, like, the nuance within abilities. Uh, 
these tiny little like cracks in the armor that you have to uh, take advantage of when you fight these guys. Uh, but yeah, they Andy goes for it again, tries to use his vortex shot, and um, yeah, Andy's just like fuck. This isn't even a negator ability. His strength <laughs> is pure technique, and he just slams his fucking chest open sending Andy back like I don't know about 20 yards <laughs> and uh at that point he's like whoa you actually sustained that um and he used the re- regeneration to contain the damage internally um so yeah he's like wow you're, you're you're very talented it's such a shame if you took your pluck and talent and added martial arts to that then you could have been closer to being the strongest around would you like to learn my style, my Shin Hakyuko? Hakyoku? Sorry. Yeah, he's dead ass. Yeah. He's like, he's like right now. And Andy says, So we can stop everything we're doing. Yeah. And Andy says, Hell no. I ain't got no interest in being the strongest around. Um, in a cool panel. I like this panel a lot. I like the way Andy's drawn. Like, yeah, cool. Um, and Fang's like, Just a coward then? And then he punches him so hard, he just punches a hole straight through Andy. Um, and he's like, oh, so you're just like Shen then, in that trivial nonsense <laughs> that takes you off the path to being the strongest. And um, he's like, I'll take, I will take unluck. And, um, and just as when I killed Shen's sister, you will turn that negligence into hatred for me and seek to be the strongest. So, you know. Then I will be. Yeah, that nigga must not have heard who Undead was. Yeah, he's like, I can't, I can't die. (laughs) That's my entire thing. Um, (laughs) And he's like, you idiot. Even if you die, you do got to be strong all by yourself. It's hollow as hell. You see, for me, protecting her and whatever she holds dear is my goal. If I've got the strength to carry that out, I'm good. And uh, that's when Shen pulls up on the on the Nimbus cloud, and he. Blasts his like uh, his power pole right through Andy's chest, and uh, sends sends Fang right backwards, who was like right in front of him. And a uh, pretty cool tech, pretty cool attack, two page spread. Uh, and that's where the chapter ends because I guess he got touched by unluck, and that's why it hit him. Um, pretty cool. Um, yeah. Um. Well, well yeah. Wrap it up. Oh no, no, that's all I gotta say. That's the end of the chapter. So, like I said before, um, in the last chapter, what's what's really interesting me about this arc, even more so than Shen himself, is Fang. I think he's a really dope, fucking bad guy, mm-hmm. and it and it fits into the into like the the undead mold anyway. Mm-hmm. They're like kind of like they like they ride off of tropes. But the characters that inhibit the tropes are like different than what you would expect. Yeah. Um, I wish there was a more a, a more concrete way I can I can put that. Like Shen, he all he cares about is obviously getting stronger, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But he's not like you know, but he and he cares a lot about the you know, like he still has strong bonds and cares about people. But he's not a sundere, you know what I'm saying? He's super open about how he feels, but he's a little mischievous too. But he's not like this super mastermind. He's this guy that fight. He, you know what I mean? Like Shen is a is a really like, unique character. Mm-hmm. 
like a lot of these other characters, they're just kind of shrouded in the usual tropes we see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put something together. Find down, like, man, this is a good series. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think. Um. And it and it's good and it's good for very particular reasons, similar to Chainsaw Man, where like. Anyway, let's get through this chapter. I mean, let's. I oh, know we're finished with the chapter already. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. I'm I mean, it's lit, man, because it's like. He, we don't even know how connected he is with Under. I think I, I guess the point is that he was like willing to work with them in order to just get to whatever point he's gonna get to, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really matter. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like the the way the story is going, it doesn't really seem that it that Under really is playing that much of a role in this. I'm sure they'll come and swoop in and take somewhere in the end of something or something, but. This is this is literally about Fang saying, "Yeah, I'm doing what I want. I'm going to fuck y'all up. Well, and that's I'm uh, going to be a real big obstacle for y'all." Well, the conceit of Under is that they are not really all working together all the time. You know, they all have their separate goals, and they yeah. just help each other sometimes if it aligns with each other. They're very much not the sure. union where they're all united under one common goal, which is to keep yeah, time, yeah. You know, but um, bro, he blasted he blasted the pole through his chest. Why? Because he wouldn't because <laughs> he couldn't see it coming or something. I refuse to believe that. Well, I think it's because like <laughs> he got his hands stuck in Andy's chest. Oh, so he oh he crushed his fucking arm. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Mm-hmm. Direct hit, motherfucker. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, this was cool. Um, I think there's something to be said about what you said that uh, undead unlock. In terms of like tropes and kind of subverting expectations and, and stuff, everybody's kind of like different in their own way, and not everybody inhabits their trope. But you know, it's more like a, a statement on the trope than an actual character genuinely inhabiting that. You know what I mean? Uh, I get what you mean, but in any case, this was a, go- a really cool chapter. But that's all I got to say. You ready to randomize? Hell yeah. Then let's go. <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh I mean this this felt like a really good chapter to me as well. Um It was. I didn't appreciate it initially though. I read it and thought that this was probably the weakest chapter of the week. It feels like it just comes out of nowhere because it's essentially a story about Yaga. The principle of uh, Jujutsu Tech. Um, we start out with him in prison, obviously after the Shibuya incident or so. Um, or was this after? Oh no, they. I think they just. He just created Panda. It looks like because he's still like a baby in this moment. And uh, the principal of the other high school uh, walks up to him and is like, "What is that thing?" Because you know, Panda is unique in that like he's a cursed corpse. But he is a cursed corpse that has his own, uh, uh, his own supply of cursed energy, whereas uh, cursed corpses usually rely on the sorcerers that created them, and their cursed energy. But Panda's different because he has his own. So, yeah, he's he's a hard body gangster, and we're gonna find out just how much, <laughs> yeah, and so, why. So this old man is like, "Do you truly know?" not know how this thing was made and yaga did not snitch at that time he was like no i don't um and it cuts over to the present it looks like as he's sitting next to this weird bear thing 
uh, bear squirrel shit thing. Um, and he, this thing calls him Masamichi, which I think is his first name. And uh, he explains <laughs> Masamichi. Yeah, he looks like a South Park animal or something. No, Yaga's he? name is Masamichi. <laughs> oh, fuck. But this kid's name is Takaru. This, this South Park monster. God damn it. The band looks like a Masamichi. <laughs> I thought he was saying his own name like he was a Pokemon or something. <laughs> yeah, like he just called over to the next page. He's like, Masamichi. Masamichi. And he's like, oh, hey, Masamichi. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, no, he's explaining. I hate like, Pikachu. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you hate Pikachu? No, like, like hey, Pikachu. You oh, know? okay. Like like, hey, Pikachu. Um. But yeah, he explains like, "Hey, yeah, hey, Masamichi, everybody is worried about how sad you look." And um, he said, "I told him we should cheer you up. Aren't I a genius?" And he he gives him a little scritch, scritch his little friend. Oh, <laughs> come over here! And he says, "I'm sorry, Takaru, but I can't return for a while. Tell everyone for me." And he, he's like, "Don't worry, Master Tengen protects this forest." And your mother will come see you again. Even without me, you'll be fine. Mm. And then he goes through this tiny little door in a tree like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, right? And it's so, like, precious, actually. Yeah, it's really adorable because then he goes, Masamichi, and he looks behind him, and it looks like there's a bunch of these cursed cor- corpses. Yeah. They all look goofy, but somewhat adorable. Um, They kind of look like... That uh, bird looks scary as fuck in the back, though. <laughs> I don't like his eyes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he went a little hard on the on the very sketchy inks for these supposedly adorable yeah. characters. They look like um Miyazaki monsters, like like Spirited Away little designs. That's the Masamichi crew. <laughs> the Masamichi gang. Yeah, <laughs> ooh, Masamichi gang. We got the title. <laughs> you think that that one's? Remember it. it remember it. Remember it. Remember it. Remember it. <laughs> Remember it? <laughs> okay. I think it's locked in. Okay. So we then cut to where Panda's being held prisoner. And uh turns out Kuzukabe is breaking him out. Uh, Kuzukabe is a fairly new character. He 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 first showed up in the Shibuya incident, actually. Um, and, uh, yeah, he basically is like, don't tell anyone I helped you. You were, used, you were caught and used as bait to draw out Yaga, but I owe him. So get out of here. Go on, get. And don't tell anybody it was me. Yeah. And yeah, don't you go snitching, <laughs> you fucking panda. <laughs> uh, and then we get a little flashback from Yaga from uh, from uh, Kusakabe's pr- perspective, um, and he lives. He used to live with his sister, it seems like, and uh, we see that Yaga's like this guy isn't your nephew. It's just something with your with your nephew's information, and we see Takaru from earlier, and it turns out that this thing is a cursed corpse made out of the information from uh kusakabe's sister's son uh i think that's his son too no that's his sister right I, no that's kusakabe's sister like he takes a care of her but i don't because he says like um if you stay hung up on the dead forever you can't move on to the future but my younger sister can't go on living without takaru's support Okay. Okay. And he says, that, I see. you know, this guy isn't your nephew, so I think this is just his sister that he, you know, takes care of and lives with. Okay. And um, yeah, the little weird 
uh, monster from earlier. It looks like it's basically <laughs> a cursed corpse using the information from uh, his, her son's soul. And, you know, he says something familiar that, you know, he used to say all the time when he was a kid. And his sister just gets up and just hugs the shit out of this thing. And, man, that was sad. That was so a weird touch. It was moment. sweet. She basically got a chance to kind of say goodbye mm-hmm. one last time to her kid without it really being her kid and being super devastating. Yeah. She got some closure, and that was nice. It looked like she needed it. She was in a fucking wheelchair, but then got up with no problem. So, yeah. It usually means you're fucking crazy and sickly in the head. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because, uh, like, he mentions yeah. that this. It looks like this place that he was in earlier seems to be a paradise for all of these lost souls that he's. I put know, into man. The the best place. Yeah, the best place. <laughs> um, and he goes off. He's like, "I hate to do this, Kusakabe." And the Kusakabe explains, "Like, yeah, it must not get out that a fully independent cursed corpse exists." Um, and you know they know that he can't live with them, so you know. He says, I'm grateful. I truly am. And that's how, you know, Masamichi earned his little, uh, his his debt with this guy. Yeah. Um, we then go over to Masamichi. He's, I'm calling him that from now on. <laughs> I guess I'm too used <laughs> to calling him Masamichi. There we go, Masamichi. The Masamichi. Um, and he, he runs up on this uh, Jujutsu sorcerer who's just standing on a lamppost, all scary. And he's like, where are you going without any cursed corpses, Principal Yaga? Uh-huh. And Masamichi is not I'm playing no games. Stop you. He pulls off his jacket. He's like, to see my son. No, nigga, what? <laughs> <laughs> He's jacked. You want to see my child? <laughs> my panda child. Um, and he's like, like, yeah, man, I'm going to see my kid. And I realize you acting real tough now that Satoru's not around. Oh, yeah, that Mr. was the awesome. Gojo. said, so you get real pushy with the moment Satoru Gojo's gone, huh? Yeah, he said, I forgot who the fuck I was. <laughs> and he says, yes, of course. Oh, but he didn't forget who he was. Yeah. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, because the guy mentions that, yes, of course. After all, I'm with a veteran sorcerer. And yes, I'll confirming that he is bitch made, but also prepared. Mm-hmm. He knew. And then he knew. right to the side, you see Principal Gakuganji just fucking tuning up his guitar. Mm. Uh, I mean, as much as I hate the guy, it's pretty cool. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> is the worst, right? <laughs> he has such a cool power and stuff for for him being a horrible person, right? Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. Uh, he looks a little. He, I think he got a little beat up though. He has like a little cut on his side. Unless that's. Oh yeah, I mean, he didn't. Yeah, look at his head. Why yeah. does his head? Never mind. I guess all <laughs> old old Jujutsu sorcerers start forming a thumb head <laughs> yeah. when. They get old. What else, yeah, man? Yeah, their heads get corners. And his shit. head is flat on the top. Is it just me? I'm... No, no, no. His head definitely has corners on the side. Something happened. Yes. Yes. His, his head is, is cylind- cyl- cylind- cylindrical. Like cylinder. No, what? Cylindrical. cylindrical. Yes, that's the term. Yes. Like this fitted hat. Like it's flat, but round. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> is... We got to get him fitted, dude. He would look so much doper with the guitar and the fitted and his weird robe around his side. His head looked like a snap top toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> you know the shit that that are like wide with a wide cap and you can you know set them on the cap standing yeah. up. Yeah. As opposed to the little twisty one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the top of his head fucking looks like. Yeah. 
Well, in any case, uh, look like a desk. He dispatches right, 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 with right. Masamichi. Uh, I sadly didn't get to see him fight, but I guess he just rocked him to death, just like there's a big fucking X shaped scar on him. And uh, he tells his boy to leave because like he wasn't doing anything anyway. And <laughs> yeah. That's when Masamichi actually just voluntarily gives up the secret behind uh, Panda. It basically, he says you replicate soul information from physical information, then you input the information to a corpse's core. But that isn't enough. You must put cores housing three compatible, highly compatible souls into one corpse and have them have the souls simultaneously observe each other or constantly observe each other. Only that will stabilize the souls and give rise to self-awareness. And in three months' time, it will achieve self-sustaining cursed energy. Whoa! <laughs> All right, I'm I'm wondering like who's who's who Panda made out of? Who is? Yeah, the they they ha- that has to be a thing that they explore because what a waste if it's just oh yeah three souls. Why not it, it, let it be something more emotional, right? Mm-hmm. Like what built. The panda. I think uh, that is the souls of his three kids. I think he had three kids. They died. And he's just been trying to bring them back. And he brought them back in panda. That's my theory. And then that's how he did the other ones. And then he did the other ones after the fact. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the order in which like all these things were born. But yeah, I think like panda was probably the first. Because he seems like maybe the oldest. I don't know. That explains what he is. He's not. Yeah, he's he's a he's not just panda. But yeah, that's the my cursed spirit. That is my theory. And um, the old man goes, "Why tell me now? Why not before? Why didn't you try to live?" And he basically says, "To curse you, bitch." Uh, and I'm like, "Damn, that's a big deal to be cursed in this in this series." Um, mm-hmm. No, it certainly is. A curse from me to you. And at that moment, that's when Panda finally arrives. And he sees that Masamichi has been defeated slash potentially killed. Um, And this old man gets ready to rumble with this Panda. Uh, He's like, whoa. I got to square up. And he throws his little peg of guitar away. Does he? That's funny. I didn't even notice. He You see how it says toss? Oh, his guitar is broken. Panda. Too. I don't. I don't think he did. I think he just threw it to the side. But I think it'd be really funny if he would just like. Ah, I just threw realized. It at him just for like you know, just because. <laughs> yeah. No. I just noticed his guitar was broken. I guess his yeah. guitar got broken in the battle. Um, yep. That's how strong this principal guy was. Yeah. I mean, they're both principals. Makes sense. Uh, so Panda just walks past him, and this old man's like, "Why do you not fight? Do you hate me?" And Panda's like. I'm not like you humans. Human behaviors don't bind pandas, which is such a weird, line, like dramatic, but also kind of funny line. It is really dramatic, for sure. Very mutant-esque. Yeah. Very Hickmanian. Yeah, human behaviors don't bind pandas. Besides, you and Masamichi, you and Masamichi were on, on bad terms, and I bet you just acted from orders from above. To me, you're just like a fallen knife. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's basically like. Whatever you were just doing, what you were trying, like probably was you was told. So any anger in you would be displaced. You know, yeah, someone bigger. Yeah, that very mature. Mm-hmm. And 
And then he says, Big picturesque. But remember one thing even pandas cry. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh. I think that's a metaphor for like, yeah, even, yeah, like with all that said, I'll still get upset and probably kill you. Yeah, at some something. point. I don't know. I wouldn't I don't mind think if Panda got kill him. He's a panda, bro. I don't think he's going to kill anybody. No, you're right. He's so cute. I watched a video um, of a panda bear eating a carrot in one hand, and he had like cantaloupe in the other. He was just munching on the carrot, and it was the cutest shit I've seen <laughs> in a long time. Yeah. I'm going to send it to y'all in the, in, in the group. Yeah. Uh, pandas are pandas adorable. Even this panda. Yeah, degree. but however, they do not have a uh, uh, a chill nature. You know what I'm saying? Like they get they're aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like they're not just like oh, you can't just pull up on a panda and they'll hug you and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they are mean. They're still I thought, bears. I thought they were. I thought they were. They were like endangered species because they're fucking lazy as fuck. Isn't that? I no, know. I think it's because people overhunt them. No, like I think stuff. at least in Japan, in Japan, like I've what I've read from what I've read, they're just so they're just too lazy to have sex. So they're <laughs> they're dying from extinction. Imagine like that's what? what I heard. Well, you could Our Google pandas it. <laughs> endangered um, because well, I, I learned that today. I mean, oh. uh, you learn something are, new every day. I keep forgetting to get that uh, one drop. Are pandas endangered because they're incels? Let's ask. That. <laughs> that's a, Probably. That's such a disrespectful <laughs> question. Are you endangered because you're an incel? But <laughs> in any case, the the chapter ends with some symbolism as uh, Panda just starts crying. Like he says, "Wow!" He like cries outwardly, and we get these like little bugs around the streetlight, but one of them's dead. So I guess. We're supposed to take this as Masamichi is in dead. fact dead. Ah! What about the Masamichi gang? They got a ride for him, man. Dude, if the Masamichi if, gang if pulls the up, Masamichi gang plus don't smoke the principal. Well, I guess it's not personal. Oh my but god! Whoever made the call, whoever yeah. gave them the okay. Can you imagine that? And or people, imagine. Masamichi gang better ride. Imagine walking around the city and then these fucking monsters just start fucking turning up around you. Just cornering you. Not just regular monsters. Happy-go-lucky monsters. Yeah. With ties and goofy eyes and shit. <laughs> I'd be so... Wait, wait, wait. Hold up, guys. Hold up, guys. I was looking up uh, reasons why pandas are going extinct. And one of the Google questions were, why are pandas so useless? Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, people are so mean. <laughs> Panda, he's useless. Why are people <laughs> so mean? He just lost his dad. Ugh. No, they, they they just asked why pandas in general are useless. Oh, no, no. Like as a species. No, not the character. Yeah, they're like... And, 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 and the answer and the answers was pandas are one of evolution's less successful products. <laughs> this wow. is actually hurting my feelings. I feel bad for the Nah, man, pandas are lit. What you talking about? That's what I'm saying. They they know the key to life. To eat. Yo, these guys are talking mad shit about pandas right now. They don't know they're that pandas. They don't know they're that even pandas insults. cry. They're all every single one of them, right, Brian? I agree. I love you pandas. Know. You ever seen a red panda? Red pandas are 
are oh my goodness i've never seen a red panda I've never. dude you need to see a red panda right now well, like right now well stop the podcast look at a fucking red panda right the fuck now baby look right. up red panda okay they're so, so fucking cute it's insane all right let's look up red panda but in the meantime i guess we should give our thoughts in the chapter <laughs> just so we could oh it was good <laughs> no nah, man, it was kind of it was kind of out of nowhere, but I feel like this is just that little nest. He does this. I've noticed the author does this. He gives these little backstories. You know what I'm saying? And like that's kind of like like these breadcrumbs. So I guess what's gonna happen Whoa. later on? It's just that with a cult, so he he I guess like he said he had plans of making a movie, and then it was like nah. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, Jujutsu Kaisen's off for three weeks. Uh. So it's not coming back where the rest of the series are coming back. We still have that's one more week after. Wait, so why? That's not a panda. They're foxes, bro. No, it's a red panda. That's literally a panda. But they're barely pandas. They literally look like... No, they're literally foxes. pandas. They're like... But they look like like a combination of multiple species. You know what I mean? It looks like but Pabu. But they're definitely pandas. It looks like Dude. Pabu from uh, Korra. Yeah, it looks like Yeah, Pabu. similar. Oh, similar yeah. to that. Looks exactly Dude, like... Dude, they're like little fucking foxes, bro. They're not a bear. No, they're pandas. They're literally pandas. They're called pandas. They look but like not a... a red panda bear. They look like tanuki. They do look like... Yeah, they're like, they look like a dog. Is that just squirrel? A tanuki. Is, that, is tanuki Japanese And a badger. Are we weaving right now? No, no, no. Tanuki is a... Did you just weave the it? fuck out, Chris? I really weaved out. You weaved it's... the fuck out. No, tanuki... Tanuki is a... Wait, what the? Raccoon? It's, a yeah, it's a raccoon, raccoon dog. A but they called it a raccoon dog. Chopper oh. is constantly mistaken. So maybe a tanuki is different from a regular raccoon? Oh, it's a fictional Japanese animal, I guess. No, it's not a fictional animal. It's an actual animal. Can you send it to me again? They are very cute, though. I'm a huge yeah, fan. Yeah, they're nice. I'd love to hug one if it didn't, like, eat me. Yeah, I don't know if it's, like, a real... Di- I don't know if it's... It looks a little on the feral side. There are nice raccoons out there, you know? Like, yeah, but this, this is a panda. Was feral, and this hand was like good natured, like cats or something. I'm leaning a little bit more that way. You yeah. know what I'm saying? To the, to the rabies? Yeah! He looks like he. They had the rabies archetype. I'll put it like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Their poison type? Poison type sure. raccoon? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, f- I feel like along the same lines of this chapter with Josh, where at first I was like, "What is? Where did this come from?" Like, okay. But upon more readings, I was like, "Oh, this is sweet and sad." Yeah. And I and like the Panda. Masamichi gang really struck a chord in my heart. For real. It's very interesting. I mean, I feel like there's. Oh, still- they better ride. Chris. <laughs> they better ride. They better bring them back, and they better all have cursed tools. And talking that shit, man. Yeah. They better, man. They better. Ah, uh, man. I mean, I like. I appreciate this chapter even more than I did when I first read it, especially talking with yeah, you guys. The podcast about will it. do that. It does. Let's do that. see, guys. You you listen to our podcast. You watch our faces as we say words, and it enhances your your comic book experience. Agreed. But um, yeah, that was Jujutsu Kaisen. Great, great chapter. Can I throw out a theory? Go for it, Brian. Oh, about, yes. about Jujutsu Kaisen? All right, what? I have Not a theory. Hero Academia? No, no, no. I have a theory right. that 
that um a character is gonna come back reincarnated uh with three similar souls. Nobara, Mas this guy who just died, and somebody else. Masamichi. I don't care who. Yeah, you just put him and then you they all combine together and you put him inside of a red panda. You can't though, because Masamichi is the only one who knows how to do it. Yeah, but like, you know, his cursed his cursed technique is just so good that he could do it beyond the grave. Sure, yeah, it transcends. Well, the uh, old man in theory. Agency. And then and then he goes into My Hero Academia and travels yes. Bakugo and yes. Kirishima back in time. Let's go. Free of charge. Every week. <laughs> the next one. Ten of eleven games. I mean, the city's hot. The Knicks got the one seed. The Knicks got the four. The right. city's fucking hot right now. <laughs> Fuck yes. Masamichi gang rise. <laughs> and that theory's solid. It's concrete. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in theory, the old man now knows how to do it, so... True. You know, he's just gonna... Oh, so he could do it. Yeah. See, and now it's based on evidence. This is a theory based on evidence. You could say... evidence. Yeah, all he has to do is find Tucker from Full Metal Alchemist and get to work, you know what I mean? <laughs> all right, you lost me, bro. Show Tucker? <laughs> he's the guy you who did, combines... All right, the... you, drove this, you drove this bus off the, off the highway. <laughs> Hey, this right. series, apparently series jumps now, so I don't know. But that was Jujutsu Kaisen. Fun chapter. Are you guys ready to bring this home? Yes. Yes. Oh. Well, it would have been nice to go home, but Brian drove our vehicle off the road. <laughs> oh, my God. So You should have said Brotherhood, bro. Why? It's the same thing. No. Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, the anime, is better than both the regular anime and manga. <laughs> I feel like you're saying this sarcastically. Yes, right. yes, I am. We need to end this podcast. All right, let's do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you guys so much for listening, as per usual. Uh, next week, we have no jump. Uh, so, you know, we'll do we'll do something special for the next week. Uh, we'll think of something nice for you guys. Maybe we could talk about solo leveling. Huh? Oh, maybe you could maybe. talk about the next book. Recap? You, you've been, you've been, I, I've been, I've been looking. I'm seeing you. Well, we we'll moves out here, Brian. Chris got to catch up though, because I don't want to. I do have to catch up. I want to talk about what's going on now. I promise, I will be caught up. Only because it's week to week. You know what I'm saying? So like, not that we got to cover it every week, but I will be caught up to a solo leveling next week. We'll talk about a bunch of shit next week. It's gonna be exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, be a chill, all one shots episode in general. So. Uh, very excited to get into that. Uh, but thank you guys for joining us this week. You can follow me at the Chris Esmail, Brian at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram, Josh at JD Cole underscore 37. Uh, follow Brian's stream at twitch.tv slash its punchline. Follow our theme song guy at drum underscore foo. Uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything guys want to talk to us about. Uh, comment below. Hit that like, subscribe. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on there. Uh, and e oh, uh, at New Jump City is our Twitter and Instagram as well. So follow us. And uh, I hope you guys like this episode. Uh, stay safe, New Jump citizens. <laughs>